Hello everybody, my name is Maun and this is Maun's Gadget Talk. In today's episode, we're going to talk about a couple of things. Uh, OnePlus Nord at this point, I mean, it's going to be released next week pretty much, and it's all but confirmed. But, interestingly, a couple of days, a, a day or two ago, uh, good old Mark, MKBHD, Marcus Brownlee, uh, released a little video where he talked with Carl Pai, the CEO of OnePlus, and talked at length about the OnePlus Nord. Basically, it was a bit of an 18-minute extract from his ep- podcast bonus episode uh, where he talked with OnePlus' CEO about the OnePlus Nord, about just in general, I mean, curious, like, I mean, the phones, the specs, uh, how much it costs to put certain parts, the decisions behind certain part choices, and all that. And it's pretty interesting what we've, what I've heard. I mean, it's quite a fascinating video if you're a phone nerd already. But uh, but uh, as I have notes here, the OnePlus Nord pretty much has been revealed. The design was straight, pretty straightforward. I mean, it, I mean, it's almost. I mean, let's just face it. The phone is almost completely revealed at this point. But now, uh, I mean, we have a good idea. I mean, it's almost all completely confirmed. It's gonna now. I mean, the only thing now remaining on July twenty first will be the price, what the front will completely look like. But I mean, almost everything is confirmed that we've been hearing for a while. Uh, what was interesting about the design was it was pretty straightforward. It wasn't too overtly done or it was funky or it was being way too experimentalist. It was pretty straightforward. I'd probably argue it would be pretty Swedish design given what they're going for with the Nordic roots in the word Nord. Uh, so, um... Carl Pfeiffer showed off an earlier design prototype and how it looked like, well, it was the back of the phone, it had three camera cutouts and they were pretty much angular, almost to the top left corner of the phone. So first sec- first sensor, second sensor was like on the top part as it is and then one sensor was just down on the left. And um, I'm going to be honest with you, it looked pretty funny and ugly and quite way too cheapy if you know what I mean. So I'm pretty glad, and he showed it, I think I'll link the video in the show notes so you can go check it out for yourself and skip straight to the design part. He showed off the prototype that he had, and it's very funny, frankly, I mean, thankfully they ditched that at the last minute, and he was like, this is like a last minute change they did that pretty much delayed the phone's launch by one whole month, and one whole month delay in the smartphone world can feel like an eternity. If you know the smartphone business, delaying a phone by one month, or even two months, or three months, feels like a ter- so you need to really quickly run out and just put the phone on the market so people know what it is and they'll run out and buy it and stuff so uh, that's the thing about the smartphone world but oh well it kind of looks obvious from MKBG's video and obviously OnePlus themselves and marketing wise they've been doing a bunch of videos sort of new beginnings sort of like a I talked this in the last episode first episode but everyone's doing sort of like a kind of a doc documentary kind of thing on how they made the Nord and it's kind of obvious that the smartphone business is hard it's very fast-paced. Consumers always, always a lot, a lot of people always on the lookout for a new phone. That thing is really gonna be right there at that moment. It's gonna be at the right place at the right time, kind of. It's pretty much hitting the jackpot, pretty much. I mean, there are a lot of brands that make good phones, and they, let's face it. I mean, there are a lot of brands that make really good phones, but it, and especially for the price budgets they have, it's really good. Good cameras, display, but they miss out on the average consumer's attention. Average consumer's attention is what? What will they see in the store shelves? What they find when they're Googling online? What will they see on social media? A lot of phones I can bring up. Xperia 1, 2. 
Okay, that's kind of confusing name. Uh, Sony Xperia One Two, nice phone, phenomenal camera, tall screen. It's got. It could be a. It could be a bestseller in the flagship department. And guess what? You walk into a carrier store. You go online to your carrier store if you buy your phone on contract, or obviously go to a retailer to buy your phone or an online retailer. You don't see an Xperia One Two. You just see what S Twenty Ultra. Kabing, sorry, kaboom. You buy an S Twenty Ultra. So there are plenty of good smartphone brands. Is that they don't get the attention, and this and this kind of tells you. I mean, there are again, Sony. What else? Um, I mean, Energizer. There are a lot of brands that essentially are really good, and they make their phones on merit. They would be the fastest phones on the market. The thing is, in terms of consumer attention, they're pretty much last at the bottom. The pretty much it's like, I mean, it's at the bottom of the barrels essentially. And in and for some people buying phones, price doesn't really matter completely. So that means that people essentially. Uh, uh, pay virtually nothing. I mean, they pay no attention to the phone on merit. They just buy whatever they find on spec. Pretty much dragging. But the thing is, I mean, that vi those bunch of videos, they might be a bit of like an ad for the phone itself, but it's kind of showing that the smartphone business is hard. Guys, it's a hard business. It's fast-paced. I mean, there are people will buy a phone, but you just got to be there at the right place at the right time. Aside from me mumbling about the difficulties of the smartphone sector, or else everyone would everyone would be selling phones that I own if you think about it. Oh well, so that was that. Uh, now Carl Play kind of went on talking a bunch of aspects of the phone, like the fact that they're gonna that the phone will have NFC as standard, and that NFC as a feature costs one plus four bucks four dollars to add. Four dollars is a lot of money for obviously if you if you think as a consumer from an emerging market, it's a lot of money to add just to enable one function that is contactless payments and stuff. I see why some brands kind of you know skip NFC functionality, but it's I honestly say it's kind of worth it because you know Google Pay and stuff would work. But uh, four dollars for NFC, yikes! It's ca it it does cost a lot of money to make a phone, develop it, and then make it. I mean. Uh, and another cost he brought up, which was that it costs one plus fifteen dollars to get an IP certification for the phones. Now you were sitting there thinking there might be a royalty, but uh, and and a lot of features, sensors. I mean, Qualcomm chips they get patents, patents for that are used in these products, and hence they have to take royalties out of it. But uh, apparently, IP certification is not always about the royalties. There's also the other actual costs, like the cost of inspections testing machines you know so you have to test the phone it's quite fascinating again I'll link the video I mean do go watch it do watch it if you're into smartphones like me if you're a bit of a phone nerd I mean uh, it's, it's you get you definitely get geeked out about it you'd, you'd be wiser but um, I mean it'll have NFC and the thing is it doesn't cost a lot but it kind of brought up why they picked the 765G the thing was that OnePlus has been waiting to do an affordable phone for a while and the time is now and also that they wanted to make a fast and smooth smartphone and at the time has really it's been the right time now as because the seven mid-range 700 series you know Qualcomm's trying to make it attractive to get people to buy phones again in big numbers obviously uh, not many people are buying phones so you need to excite people and push them to upgrade so 
I mean, Qualcomm is like spiced up the mid-rangers, so they're putting 5G on it. Actually, it's sub-6 5G, not the full range of 5G frequencies. Just some people kind of misunderstand this because um, on uh, with 5G phones, there are two types. One, they have the full range of frequencies, everything from 3,000, 3 gigahertz 5G service to 24 gigahertz, which is millimeter wave. So they'll only have uh, sub-6 5G. All the affordable 5G phones will pretty much do sub-6 5G out of the gate. So that's the thing. But aside from that, um, he kind of made a point that for a lot of you typical average use cases, social media, video streaming, it's going to be very fast. But I'm definitely telling you that OnePlus is really trying to, I mean, they're making a mid-range phone, but I'm t definitely telling you they're going to steal a lot of customers from, say, Samsung. I mean, a place, for example, in India, which is a major market, which is an important market, essentially. I mean, Samsung has, I mean, if, if OnePlus has captured the premium segment, Samsung still, you could you could expect Samsung had still had some uh, traction in the affordable phone space, but they've even been challenged by, again, uh, rivaling Chinese phone brands. Uh, everyone knows who they pretty much are. I don't have to say it. I said it in the first episode. But uh, OnePlus could also capture the mid-ranger market, but Samsung pretty much hold on to it. So um, I definitely tell you, OnePlus stands to take a lot of the market, again, in, in, in key markets, sort of like Europe and India, pretty much. And um, uh, and basically, uh, this will not be a one-off. I mean, they're going to make a whole series of phones with the OnePlus Nord name. I think I'm definitely excited. Uh, thankfully, they're not calling it Nord by OnePlus, or else it would have been weird. Uh, and he pointed this out in the podcast, kind of heard that uh, the OnePlus Nord will have sort of the same sa camera sensors as the OnePlus 8, which is interesting. So, uh, I mean, not bad. And also, he kind of confirmed that uh, the OnePlus Nord will have an AMOLED display with a 90Hz refresh rate. A 90Hz refresh rate, I mean, he was bringing up the point that the phone itself had, uh, I mean, the displays were made in such volume that they could buy it. And obviously, it would not be expensive to put a high refresh rate phone. So, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely psyched about it, pretty much, um, to see that they're releasing this phone. I mean, definitely excited for it. The more I hear about it, the more I'm excited. It's going to sell like hotcakes. I mean, but now I think about all the features they put together now. I'm probably expecting the phone to cost 450 bucks. Uh, uh, around 400, 500 approximately in that price bracket, given what you gain in the competition for those sorts of phones. So, yeah, I mean, and also uh, in MKBHD's video, also he brought up the point about how much the headphone jack costs. Is that a factor why they cut that out in the Nord? But he, but Carl Pai made a good point that uh, TWS earphones, totally wireless earbuds, are becoming popular. Hey hey, you know. Cheeky plug, OnePlus Buds, they're coming out soon. In fact, in the video, Carl uh, Pai was shown wearing OnePlus Buds. They can't be any other brand, especially if they're teal blue color. I don't know if they're going to release OnePlus Buds in teal blue, but that's probably going to happen. But he made that point that wireless uh, earbuds are becoming popular, and so it's not really worth it to put uh, a headphone jack. And also, it's not about the cost, it's actually about that it takes up literal space, and that could that affects other factors like you're able to put a bigger va battery if you don't have a headphone jack so other interesting excuses so uh, pretty interesting times uh, speaking of the OnePlus Buds I mean this recent report kind of came out 
uh, a few days ago and staying in the OnePlus Buds will have 30 hours of battery which is interesting so um, yeah I mean the more the more again like both devices I mean I'm kind of psyched for next week so it's a I mean with this there's things we still don't know like the, the overall price and other things that we haven't heard of until now so definitely psyched I mean one downside though is that the OnePlus Nord will not be available in the US and Canada at launch but but the CEO pretty much brought up the point that they're going future releases will be coming to North America. That'll be fun. So pretty much the phone will be hitting European and Indian store shelves soon, or virtual shelves. I mean, because retail stores are kind of closed. So yeah, fun times ahead. Moving on to Show Me news because obviously by the time I recorded and uploaded this podcast, Show Me did sort of its global sort of device unveil event, and they've announced plenty of things. Um, let's just get to the first one, which is phones, because that's what Xiaomi is known for. And they released, they announced that they're globally launching the ni- the new Redmi 9A and 9C. And if you know anything about the main Redmi series, it's obviously some of the most affordable phones on the market. The 8C is really, really nice. Almost thought about buying it, but well, that didn't really happen. I mean, when I, I think I still remember when it launched in Pakistan late last year. Uh, the first batch sold out online, which tells you how much demand there is for these sorts of affordable phones. The pricing was really good for a market like Pakistan. Big battery, um, big screen, big battery, uh, and pers- and decent processor for under 18,000 rupees, which is not a bad deal given how expensive phones are here in this country. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if you talk about in a lot of emerging markets, Asia, uh, South America, this is an exciting phone to look out for, and Redmi 9A and 9C. The 9A will have a 6.53 inch display, a 5000 milliamp hour battery, and this is what I'm happy about with Xiaomi, is that they put big, big batteries, because trust me, batteries, I mean, I mean, if you buy a cheap phone, the batteries, I mean, that's, I think, one phone I've had with my experience. The battery drains out really quickly, something to do with the chipset. I can't tell the brand because I don't remember, but it's something... I think it's an Infinix. Oh, well. So, the ni- anyways, so the 9A will have a 13-inch... 13-megapixel camera, sorry. That's what happens when you keep thinking about the processor. It'll have a, Gili- uh, it'll have a Helio G25 processor. Man, I'm sipping up my mouth too much. <laughs> uh, and will have SD... And they, you can put an SD card up to 512 gigabytes. And obviously has dual SIM. Then we talk about the 9C, an even more cheaper phone. Have a 13 megapixel camera, uh, 5000 milliamp hour battery, 6.53 inch display, a Helio G35 processor, and obviously both of them will have a headphone jack because why the hell not? And get here's the best bit the phones, I mean, uh, the phones will both come with Android 10, full Android 10, and then red and the Redmi 9C will cost 120 euros, uh, starting from 120 euros, and the 9A, get this, will cost 100 euros. And you do the currency calculation in your relevant local currency, and uh, it's some of the cheapest phones you can get in the market, pretty much. I mean, wherever Xiaomi is available, some of the cheapest phones out there. Not freaking bad. Uh, that's a good thing. I'm a bit of a Xiaomi fan, and I'll tell you, this is a pretty much good bargain. Um, Siphon Redmi phones, Xiaomi officially announced, globally announced, that they're going to be seeing the... Mi, Mi Band 5 globally, that we known as Mi Smart Band. That's a mouthful. It has, uh, has only an inch bigger screen, almost one inch display. Heart rate monitors 50% more accurate. 
Uh, this is from GSM Arena. And so uh, the Mi Band 5's battery is rated at 14 days. Again, this is from GSM Arena. Big shout out to them. Uh, and it can do sleep tracking now. So you could detect REM sleep, which is, I think, the cycles. I mean, I'm not some health expert, so more features, more tracking. Woohoo! This is what it's good at. It's good at tracking your exercises and stuff. It tracks your sleep now. Uh, so the Mi Band 5 will cost 40 euros. This is in Europe, so that's a good thing. But obviously, if you're going to go buy it first, it's going to be 35, so not bad. And then obviously, aside from that, uh, the Mi TWS Earphone Basic. This is, it's one of their uh, wireless earbuds that they already released in China, but they're now releasing it globally under the MI name. So uh, it has 14.2mm dynamic diaphragms and supports the AAC audio codec for higher quality wireless audio. It has noise cancellation for calls. Um, it's basically like AirPods, but more show me fight if you know what I'm talking about. So it's a bit like they have a case i mean where you open it and it's straight up there and you take it out it's not like airpods it's, it's unlike airpods and the tws earphones will cost 40 euros so not bad and then as if we're not done with uh phones and variables ver uh, variables uh, show me has released more items they now have a Mi TV stick. I was saying this in the last episode. I was like, they, they, this event, they definitely announced the Mi TV stick. And now they actually have done it. So the Mi TV stick will be a streaming stick, like a bit like the Fire TV stick. It, it uses HDMI 2.0. Huh? What? Oh, okay. But it's obviously running at 1080p. Oh, definitely backwards compatible, no doubt. It has a really nice Renault, like, again, what you get in the Mi Box. It's a Mi Box, but it's obviously as a stick now, so you can just plug it to the back of your TV. If you ever use the Fire TV stick, you know how it goes. It has an Amlogic S905Y2 chipset with 1GB of RAM, 8GB of storage, uh, Wi-Fi AC performance, um, Bluetooth 4.2, and obviously it has uh, on, your, on the remote buttons for Netflix and Prime Video, which means that obviously both will be supported out of the gate without a problem. Uh, the Mi TV stick obviously is not in 4K, sadly. Uh, the rumors all were saying there was going to be a 1080p version and then a 4K version, but there's going to be a 1080p version out of the gate, and it'll cost 40 euros. So, man, 40 euro streaming stick, not bad. C again, competing with the Fire TV stick in certain markets where Amazon is available. And obviously, uh, let me, let's not forget, uh, the Mi TV stick will run Android TV. This is the biggest difference. Uh, pretty much, this is the Fire TV stick if you want full-fat Android until Google races their own offering. And then, uh, aside from TV, sh most people may know this. If you're a Xiaomi fanboy, you may be hearing the news. They're making gaming monitors. And they just made a 34-inch curved gaming monitor. It has a 1440p plus resolution, 21 by 9 aspect ratio, so it's a bit like the LG ultrawide monitors. And it has AMD FreeSync, and it will cost 400 euros. Not a bad price. Uh, we'll wait and see. I mean, reviews will come out and see how good they are. And of course, another electric scooter, because Xiaomi is really good at this stuff. And uh, this is a new one. This has a 30 kilometers uh, 30 30 rate, sorry. With only 12.5 kilograms, it... Uh, uh, uses a 250-watt motor. I'm not good at scooters, so uh, if I'm butchering this information, then forgive me. And they obviously, they're going to release a limited edition item. Uh, that's interesting. So, yeah, Xiaomi's released plenty of new things today. 
and uh, good thing I covered it all here so yeah fun times so yeah that was all about uh, phones and stuff I mean uh, there's a lot to talk about but yeah now let's move over to cars because that's the next best thing after phones and stuff cars and I and I love cars and stuff so let's get through this um, I wanted to bring this up and that is Nissan has finally released a new electric car the Nissan Area. It's an electric crossover SUV uh, with up to 300 miles of range. I don't know how much that is in kilometers. Uh, finally, Nissan has a brand new SUV. They've promised that they're going to release EVs, but they haven't had anything new in a long, long while, aside from some, you know, uh, model changes that they tend to do from time to time. So they throw out the juke and put a new and introduce the kicks. If you know Nissan, then you know what I'm talking about. So this is a brand new, absolutely brand new car. Again, if you're into Nissan, you will know what I'm talking about. Uh, this it was a concept initially, and now it's going to be a full-fledged EV that you can buy starting next year. It's going to be available in Japan in 2021. This is from The Verge. Uh, it'll cost $40,000. Star starts from $40,000. And this is an interesting fact. It's an all-new Nissan car, obviously, since uh, Carlos Ghosn was arrested and resigned. And since he resigned as Nissan CEO. Anyways... So it's a pretty futuristic car, and also, can we can we say something about the logo real quick? They changed the logo and made it a bit flat, like BMW or VW. It was a bit spooky at first, sad, but um, uh, it looks nice actually. It's a bit old school, sort of. It's 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 typical Nissan. I have the website here, and um, oh my god, it's future. It's futuristic, but not too overtly done that it's. It it has those. It's it's. I'm trying to think of an electric car. It's got that. Um, it's got that Byton, Neo, Nio vibes. You know, if you ever, if you talk about electric cars, it looks really nice. And and its dashboard is is pretty futuristic. But yeah, I mean, an all new future, super futuristic design. It's not too. It's pretty practical, but not too overtly done. And, and it's a bit of a powerhouse, pretty much. Um, I've seen this. I'm, I mean, again, I this has this is gonna have dual electric motors. And if you know anything about EVs, dual motors, oh man, it's performance. So the car itself will basically be a bit like the X Trail, if you know what that car is. I mean, if you drive Nissan's or you know Nissan's, you know what I'm talking about. You know the jazz here. Anyways, so it'll have. Uh, dual motors on the front and rear obviously to give you immense performance and uh, It can go from 0 to 60 in 5 seconds Hang on, let me just bring this up bring a bunch of articles up that talk about this car So it'll probably be a very fast get out So I just checked and it will say it says car and drivers say here that The all-wheel drive area will zip from 0 to 60 miles in less than 0 to 60 miles per hour in less than 5 seconds which is a bit similar to a lot of electric cars that have dual motors and stuff. And uh, if you talk about self-driving capabilities, it'll have ProPilot Assist 2.0, uh, that um, which allow the vehicle to control speed, distance from other cars, keep the car in intended lane. It'll be a level two autonomous system, not the level five that premise that Tesla will offer down the road. Tesla is pretty much the market leader in automation, but. It seems like Nissan and other brands are catching up really quick, real quick. Uh, so by the time you get next year, it'll be probably be a solid EV. Um, and uh, I mean, it f 
if you how do I describe it to you? It looks a bit like a Lexus crossover. I mean, it's a full crossover. It's not that wide like the uh, Mustang Mach-E. Mach-E? Mach-E? I don't know. I don't know how you pronounce that. The Mach-E is a bit wide body sort of crossover. And then the Model Model Y and the, uh, the Model Y is a bit like a bigger sedan, sort of bigger Model 3. And this one's like a crossover, but it's pretty compact pretty much. I mean, again, a bit like the Juke or the X-Trail. It looks pretty much like the X-Trail, hands down. But it's, but it's got that wide sort of, of a Lexus car. Like, they pretty much took a page out of Infinity's design book and put it into a car, so that's that. So, um, again, as they're claiming, they're all going to offer up to 300 miles of driving range, so that's interesting. So I'm just seeing Nissan's website. This is Nissan UK's website. Obviously, this is not yet final release, so they might change this anytime. But they're claiming that you can get a 63 kilowatt or an 87. It'll come in two battery sizes, a 63 kilowatt or 87 kilowatt hour battery. And either one, and either two or or two wheel drive or all wheel drive fun uh, variants. You can get 233 miles of range from the 63 kilowatt battery and 310 miles of range from the 87 kilowatt per hour battery. Obviously, this is subject to change. Obviously, the final version will be different. Uh, I think I read in one article that this, this car will have wireless CarPlay and it has Amazon Alexa built in, which is pretty cool. And there are going to be a lot of versions of this. But I think the high speed version will be the E Force, like the Nismo sort of. But it looks pretty dope, man. This is like Nissan back at, And obviously, like most EVs, there'll be no grill. It'll just be this funky little design that's super futuristic. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you ask me, I mean, I've sitting in a lot of Nissan cars. And let me tell you, finally, they're racing another EV. And I tell you, they could scoop up more of the market for these EVs. Like, it's, it's getting hot day by day. And I am definitely tell you, in Europe, in China, I mean, more people are buying EVs. And obviously, a stricter emission standards happening in Western Europe, and that means that um, people want to jump to EVs pretty much more than ever. So, yeah, kind of psyched, sort of, uh, what they have here. Um, I mean, it looks nice. It's pretty clean. I mean, it's quite a different, it's all new design language that they have introduced. It's not like any other recent Nissan car with like a front that's so V shaped, extremely. Uh, I've seen that in the Maxima, so yeah. Part of me wants, part of me loves to see a lot of Nissans selling, a lot of Nissans being EVs, including their whole lineup. Is it me, or is it that, is it me or all the big car brands are first going for crossovers and SUVs and then putting them as electric, so that people will basically buy that because more people are buying crossovers and SUVs? Well, that's just me, pretty much. I don't know, it's just... It's just, I mean, what can I say? I mean, I, I'm genuinely excited. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah, I mean, crossover? Well, they have the Leaf, actually, the Leaf hatchback. They're going to definitely improve that because more people want to buy it. But, yeah, I mean, it's definitely excited for the uh, area, as it is called. I'm hoping they're going to make more EVs. Hopefully, a luxury sedan EV to compete with the Model S. Uh, the Polestar 1, the, I'm trying to think of new brands out on my head, um, I don't know, the Xpeng, Xpeng, this 
Xpeng. Uh, let me let me bring it. Let me look it up. Hang on. All right, quick correction. It's actually the Xpeng P7, like the luxury electric sedans, more or less. Pretty famous. I really hope Nissan releases a luxury sedan. I'm a big fan of their cars, obviously, and their luxury sedans. It's unlike anything in the market. It's really really nice. I have a bit of a bias, okay? I mean, I hate Toyota and stuff, but I love Nissan. So I'm definitely psyched about this car. And that it gets closer to release. And that logo looks pretty cool, though. Now I think about it. EV space, it's getting hot day by day. I mean, Volkswagen will pretty much hit the scene any day with their ID3 cars. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, so that's fun. Um, so and also Ford has just like announced a remake of the Ford Bronco and it looks really dope and obviously trucks and pickups and all are selling like hotcakes these days and Ford making a lot of money with F-150s but uh, yeah I mean pretty exciting time in the car business everyone's going electric that's all and also driverless cars are gonna become a thing so yeah alright so no really I mean this is all that we've got time for i kind of rushed this really quickly i mean i i just remembered i want to do this podcast we're d- uploading twice a week it's early days it, if i kind of rush this then uh, you know why kind of rush this so i started a bit and talked uh, repeatedly so early days guys but that's all that we that's all we got time for thanks for listening it's your boy Mamun. don't forget to subscribe to the podcast Until the next episode, that's our Monday. See you next week. And uh, yeah, take care, stay safe, stay home. And uh, that's all we got time for. Alright, thanks for listening. Subscribe. Till next episode. Bye, ciao. See you later. Peace. Thanks for listening.